You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone, and welcome to another awesome edition of the Ask Drone You news show. Joining me, as always, known to take flight in locations that bring up questions. That's right. He is the Flying Dutchman. Hiya, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Paul. Pretty good. How are you today? I'm doing just fine. Just fine. Thanks for asking. I know this is an important day because today we get a brand new drone from DJI. And I know you're going to tell us all about it here in a second. But just before you get there, I just want to say how excited I am for the Mini 2 because essentially it seems like DJI is really opening up the airways to more people to take flight, especially more hobbyists, more recreational people, because we have here essentially a Mavic Pro that's sub 250 grams, which is absolutely incredible. I believe that this is going to cause more people to buy drones, more people to love flight, more people that will take flight and fight for the right to fly. The more drone pilots we have, as we know, as the safest subdivision of pilots in the world. Well, it can only make our position better and stronger as a whole. And hopefully we can, well, turn these people into advocates for the drone industry. This strategy, though, I think is brilliant by DJI as they are really offering an incredibly powerful drone for something that can almost fit in your pocket. And it's cheap. It's a low barrier to entry. Maybe more people will find the love of flight. So, Haya, when it comes to this Mini 2, which I know a lot of people were expecting the Mavic Mini 2. And this drone is packing some pretty powerful specs. Yeah, it does. And it's it's funny that you mentioned it about the name uh, DJI Mavic Mini and the DJI Mini 2. I mean, as you know, uh, DJI laid off uh, a lot of people within their marketing department. And you see that happening right away with all their names being all over the place. So everybody was expecting the DJI Mavic Mini 2, which would have made a lot of sense. It's a foldable quadcopter, which is like part of the Mavic series. However, DJI surprised us and they called this little guy uh, the DJI Mavic Mini 2. And it's basically an exact copy of the original DJI Mavic Mini. However, this drone now offers you 4K video capability, which is what a lot of people were already hoping for for the original one. Now we have it. But maybe even more important, it also offers you OcuSync 2.0. So rather than using the enhanced Wi-Fi that was uh, used for the original DJI Mavic Mini, we now have OcuSync. And I just flew it earlier today, and it just flies like a Mavic Air 2. It flies like a DJI Mavic 2 Pro. You can position it. You can... You can pretty much put it anywhere in the sky you want to. And you don't really have to worry much about the uh, connection strength, the signal strength, if you will. So I think in that regard, it's already uh, it's already um, quite amazing for such a small drone. And that kind of brings us to the next topic. This drone is so small and lightweight that it weighs less than 250 grams. In the United States, that means that if you fly recreationally, you do not need to register it with the FAA. Commercially, though, you do. You still have to follow all the safe drone rules regulations from the FAA, so you can fly beyond visual line of sight, over 400 feet or over people. Those rules still apply. 
However, if you go travel abroad, let's say to Canada or the UK or Europe as of uh, January 1st, 2021, you'll pretty much be able to fly this drone anywhere. For instance, in Canada, you can fly beyond visual line of sight. You can fly over people, not crowds of people, but you can fly over people and you can use the drone commercially without a license as well. So in various parts of the world, the DJI Mavic Mini 2 pretty much lets you fly this drone any way and anywhere you want to, for the most part at least. Now, those things were, were bits and pieces that we already knew in the news. Uh, a lot of it has leaked. We've seen people buy the DJI Mini 2 from Best Buy, so we already knew the accessories and a lot of the specs. A couple of things we didn't know was the bit rate for 4K video, which turns out to be 100 megabits per second, which is uh, pretty amazing. It used to be 40 for the original one. Also, you can now shoot raw photos with this one, something you could not do with the original Mavic Mini. And you have auto exposure bracketing, meaning that you can shoot in, in rapid succession three pictures at different exposure settings that you can then later on merge and get uh, your, your best dynamic range, basically. So all in all, uh, a little powerhouse. It's not very expensive. If you go for the Flymore package, you get three batteries. So everybody re, uh, gives you about 31 minutes of flight time. So that means you can fly an hour and a half. Yeah, man, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's a little powerhouse. And I think for most people, this is by far the ideal drone, considering the price and then all the features that you get. Yeah, really interesting to see that we, we've got these this raw capability and really have more tools for photographers. But even I think what's awesome is the ability to use this micro drone to fly and travel all over the world. Well, when we can travel again all over the world, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm all in, you know. Uh, but I think that this is also a phenomenal drone for families, people who want to buy their kid a drone to realize the love of flight. But they want to fly something safe. And most parents also, well, they cherish what? Privacy. That's right, because they don't like it when their kids go missing. So with the inability or with, with the drone being less than 250 grams, you do not have to register this drone, which means if your child is a pilot, well, their information won't be in some database uh, with the FAA. So you don't have to worry about um, just one more way for data to be breached with your kiddo. But it's also an extremely safe little drone with it being so light. I mean, you think, Haya, just like, you know, you think even if you do get in some weird situation, there's really not much that can happen with a drone that weighs this much with those little propellers that are made to break when they hit skin. Like, I mean, this is a phenomenal tool. And I think it's really going to, well, make more people take flight. And as we know, the rules of society, and I think it does not, let's just say for America, the rules for society are what? The society really dictates the law, okay? Or how much attention we pay to the law. Here's what I mean, Haya. Talk about cell phones, texting while driving, right? In a lot of places, it's illegal to text and drive, yet the number one cause of death is distracted driving after like heart disease or something. So we know texting and driving is a problem. It's killing people every day. And yet, guess what? People text and drive all the time. The number of incidents and tickets has gone down over time. What does that mean? Well, society and our actions and what is the norm seems to really control more so the law than a bunch of court cases. Here's my point here. Here's the analogy. If more and more people have Mavic Mini 2s, or excuse me, Mini 2s, and they're able to fly, more families are taking flight, are we normalizing the drone for the benefit of the industry, but also the benefit well, or all the benefits of taking flight and putting drones in hands all over the world. 
Yeah, good point. Um, good point. I think the the sub 250 gram category of drones uh, has a pretty bright future ahead of it. I mean, with, with all these rules getting more and more strict and even with remote ID coming our way, when you fly this drone purely recreationally, you don't even need to comply with remote ID either. So there are a lot of benefits of having such a small drone. Um, just going back real quick to uh, to the Mavic Mini 2. Might be there are recreationally a lot more high. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Mavic Mini 2 or the DJI Mini 2, whatever. I'm getting, I'm getting uh, confused now with the names. A few differences. There's a little LED light here up front, which is kind of useful to help you point the drone in the right direction uh, in case you, you get confused. The props, even though they look the same, they are a lot more quiet. And I'm not sure if it's the design of the props or the motors themselves. I think it's probably the motors, but you definitely notice when you launch these two drones back to back, the Mavic, uh, the Mini 2 is a lot more quiet than the, uh, the original. And then lastly, um, the remote control itself is different. This is basically a copy from the DJI Mavic Air 2. The original Mavic Mini used to have this foldable one without the display that we know from the Mavic Pro, the original one. This one uh, has my preference. I think it's more convenient to hold, uh, but more importantly, you get OcuSync 2.0, and that is a game changer when flying drones. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very excited about this, and I think uh, DJI is smart to come up with this drone right before the shopping season. Oh, it's brilliant. The holiday season is right around the corner, Haya, but what, let's dig down really fast. OcuSync 2.0, for those who don't know, this is essentially one of the, the greatest standards that DJI put out as far as command and control link, right? Our ability to really control this drone, even sometimes when you don't have perfect line of sight, even when you're not in a perfect environment, we know the limitations of Wi-Fi because as the distance increases, well, the power is negative of the inverse. So it doesn't go very far. Now, that's important because OcuSync 2.0 is going to make for a safer flight that you can control the drone further with less latency. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. And it's, and I think most, I mean, a, a lot of people probably wouldn't dig into all the technical stuff when it comes to this anyway, but what it does do, it gives you more confidence to fly your drone. It makes you feel safer. You are safer because you are in control and you don't have to worry about losing connections like what we are used to with uh, with older models, uh, not just from DJI, but older models from different manufacturers as well. So not having Wi-Fi in this edition, but having OcuSync 2.0 is probably one of the biggest breakthroughs, uh, to be honest. How is the color on the camera compared to the old Mini? What do you think about the color? Have you flown it at twilight? How does it do in yeah. low light? Like, Help us better understand, Haya, because you're a creative genius, let's be real. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I flew uh, I flew both of them back to back yesterday as the sun was setting here over the Hudson River. And I mean, to be honest, a, a lot of the media nowadays gets consumed on smartphones anyway, right? So whether your video is 2.7K as with the original Mavic Mini or 4K now with the new one, doesn't necessarily mean that much when you're reviewing the footage on a small screen. What I noticed right away yesterday when I was flying these drones and the sun was setting is that the color is definitely different. Um, it's it's more greenish on the uh, Mini 2 than it is on the Mavic Mini, the original one. So there's definitely some difference there. Uh, there's a little less noise, but still you're dealing with a very small sensor. So don't expect uh, a huge difference in that regard. I thought the original one was actually quite impressive already, even though it was 
only 2.7K. The new one, there's, like I said, there's a slight difference in color. If you're serious about videography or photography and you want to be able to have a drone that, that does well in low light, you would go for a bigger sensor, obviously. I mean, a Mavic Mini would not be, or the Mini 2 would not be on the top of your list. You'd probably go for a Phantom 4 Pro or for a DJI Mavic 2 Pro or maybe even better with an actual camera underneath your drone however i think uh, it's impressive for such a small package so lightweight so affordable to fly this well and to get this great footage i think it's still a game changer for many people definitely a game changer Haya. and like i said i'm really excited just to see what this is going to do to the industry because i think it's going to have some macro impacts really more people flying in my opinion is a, is a better yeah. thing uh, for us all especially uh, as an industry because when it comes to people telling us that we can't fly, well, with more drone pilots being educated about what they can and can't do, I think it's going to help us all. As we know from HOAs and local governments, they always try to tell us where we can and can't fly, even though they haven't brushed up on the Commerce Clause in quite some time. That being said, it looks like one New Jersey town is about to get smacked with the long D of the law, just like one town in uh, Massachusetts. Haya, what's going on? Yeah, this, uh, this takes us to Westwood in New Jersey. And when I first read this news story, I, I read it like four times over because I couldn't really, I wasn't sure if this was actually accurate information. It was so ridiculous. <laughs> There's a town in New Jersey called Westwood and they've unanimously passed the bill originally, but now it needs to be approved in a, uh, a final round of their council, I guess, uh, November 24th. So it's not officially an ordinance yet, but they're on their way making it one. They think that the FAA does not regulate airspace below 100 feet. Now, I'll say it right away, this is incorrect, this is wrong. Uh, they got it backwards. The FAA regulates all the airspace in the United States, even if it's only a couple of inches off the ground, basically. Uh, but these guys seem to think that that's not the case. And interestingly enough, uh, this whole story started because of a real estate photographer who was using a drone to take pictures of one house, but flew over the backyard of another house. And apparently there was a girl running there and she was scared of the drone, ran away, and the drone kind of followed her, even though the aerial photographer had no idea that that was happening. He was just taking pictures of the house on the other side of the fence. Anyway, this story spooked uh, the council members and they figured it'd be time to come up with an ordinance that basically uh, restricts drone flights in their town. And basically what they claim is that you need to have approval from everybody uh, who's a property owner if you want to fly over their property. Now, this is utterly ridiculous. Uh, it's not going to stand. Um, but yeah, this is what they're trying in New Jersey. Wow, it seems like a bunch of drone pilots need to get down to Westwood and take flight for a little aerial protest, Haya. I mean, yeah. I, if I were close enough of driving distance, I would get the biggest drones I can fly and go to City Hall and just put them up over and over and over again. And when the police show up, just say, well, here's the uh, FAA guidance on what you're supposed to do with someone flying. And here's my certificate, uh, my federal certificate, which uh, supersedes uh, state and local. Uh, and here is the drone advocacy kit, right? DroneAdvocacyKit.com. Why? Because it has the FAA's memorandum, which very, very specifically instructs local, uh, municipal, state, counties, what they can and cannot regulate. And yet, 
They cannot regulate the airspace. But you know, Haya, what's really interesting is how bipolar the FAA is on this issue. Actually, sometimes I wonder if they make decisions after numerous drinks, because look at the state of North Carolina. It has its own drone registry and licensing system, which directly contradicts the memorandum from the FAA about controlling said airspace. Now, one fine gentleman from the North Carolina DOT has said, Paul, well, this can help us create more refined systems and it can help us do X, Y, and Z. And I was like, well, that's fantastic, but we can't have double standards when we're asking people to follow the rules. It's that simple. It's, it really is that simple. So uh, in addition, hi, it'll be interesting to see here what happens. But if I were to guess, I would say the FAA does absolutely nothing. Yeah, I mean, uh, we reached out to the FAA saying, hey, uh, this is going on in New Jersey. You guys should uh, contact these people and let them know that what they're planning on doing is not going to fly. I know from people in New Jersey and New York, they're actually planning on heading down there on November 24th, 8 p.m. to actually attend that uh, council meeting and uh, give them a piece of their mind and explain the, uh, the FAA rules when it comes to flying drones in the United States. Oh, hi. I can't tell you how much it gets under my skin when people try to regulate and uh, try to control things that they're not allowed to control. Um, It really, really gets under my skin. So pilots, get out there, fight, get to that meeting November 24th. Haya, if I could get out there, I would be out there in a heartbeat. So (laughs) I like to have field days with those type of people. Anyway, long story short, let's get into our next piece of news. Which, if you are a drone pilot, you've been listening to this show because you want to learn more about the Mini 2, maybe you haven't flown, and a reminder for experienced drone pilots out there about the importance of battery maintenance. If you're like me and you have a Mavic 2 Pro or a Mavic 2 Zoom or Enterprise or Enterprise Dual, you know that those Mavic batteries have to fit just perfectly flush into that aircraft. And when batteries swell, which is a sign that, well, that battery's life is coming to an end. When batteries swell, well, sometimes the battery cannot even fit into the, the body of the aircraft itself. And Haya, I have even seen a Mavic 2 Pro battery pop out of the drone uh, mid-flight, actually, with a student. He had a horrible battery. But that being said, it looks like drone pilots are getting a reminder, a lesson of why battery maintenance is so important. Haya, what's going on here? All right, so this story is from uh, Dragiza, and he posted this on the DJI forum showing images of a uh, terribly burnt um, DJI Mavic 2 Pro that apparently fell out of the sky. Now, this person claimed that uh, the drone was already flying, and whatever he was flying towards, he was now on his way back. He had about 75% battery left, and all of a sudden, he lost the connection with the drone. The drone obviously lost power as it fell out of the sky, and it fell down a cliff, where upon impact, it exploded. Now, we don't know exactly what he meant with explosion. I mean, it might have just caused fire, but either way, in the end, the drone burned. And if you see the pictures, it burned uh, pretty well. It's, it's barely recognizable as a drone, let alone as a DJI Mavic 2 Pro. But yeah, I think it's important to put this out and to inform people that batteries are not something that you just throw in your car or 
or charge them overnight or uh, handle them like anything else. I mean, there's a way to uh, to maintain and to manage your batteries and to keep track of the amount of times as you've charged them. And as Paul was saying earlier, if they do start to swell, they won't fit as well. And I think that is something that might have happened in this case where it clicked in, but maybe didn't click all the way or maybe it wasn't as, as tightly connected as it should have been. And then at some point it did lose the connection and there went the drone. So uh, it's something to make sure that you do before you go flying, check your drone, check your battery make sure everything is in good shape your props are in good shape no damage there uh, before you take off I think that's uh, that makes sense to do couldn't agree more and a quick reminder for all drone new members you have access to that class all about battery maintenance and as we approach the winter season there is also a cold weather battery class that goes over maintenance protocols keeping batteries warm that aren't self-heating batteries understanding voltage and again don't forget that magic number my flight mastery students what is the magic number to know the ultimate safe flight and also to know what time or when it's time to fly home so if you're not familiar with that voltage number well then you might have some problems in the future which brings us to our next story as some drone pilots might have problems from the pentagon just kidding it's probably has nothing to do with american drone pilots but hiya what do you have Yeah. Interestingly enough, uh, earlier this week, we had a story about the Air Force buying 57 uh, DJI drones. Uh, now there's a story where the Pentagon is starting a program that's aimed at defeating those drones, off-the-shelf drones, if you will. Uh, it's going to be started soon. And really, these, this program is meant to unite the, uh, the military, basically, in their approach to counter small UAS or small drones. And they're going to be uh, teaching uh, their troops how to, uh, how to take care of drones and how to basically uh, eliminate them or destroy them. So it's an interesting one. It is definitely an interesting one. Well, Haya, thank you again for uh, keeping us up to date this week and everything that's going on in the drone industry. I think this is going to be a big news week as the Mavic, or excuse me, as the Mini 2 drops, uh, not only in America, but in other countries. It also makes me raise the question, Haya, maybe we should have a micro UAS exemption for part 107, because sometimes it seems like, well, more people should be flying. I don't know. We'll see. Got a lot to, got a lot to talk about here, Haya, but thank you again. You're welcome, man. Thank you. And uh, we'll be doing a show uh, live soon, I think, won't we? I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm going to go along with it because those are the rules of improv. So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, anyway. That's how you roll. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for joining us, as always, for the new show. If you have a question regarding drones, don't be afraid to go to askdroneu.com, upload that question. If you like the show, if you learned something from it, Maybe you could do us a little favor. Share it, give us a little like, or smash the subscribe button. Thank you so much for joining us as always. He's the Flying Dutchman, and you can call me Taken Flight. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks again. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, 
experts and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.